break is ready, let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and joining me today is a gentleman who is a lot like a jalapeno pepper. He's a little seedy, and man, is he hot. He is, oh, so good, but too much of him is going to make you a little sick to your stomach. It's Scott Blakemore. And also in studio with us today is a guy who reminds us all of the perfect cup of coffee. He's strong, he's steamy, and he is just what you need to get you going in the morning. The original cup of Joe. Everybody needs a cup of Joe (laughs) Cropper. How are you, Joseph? I'm great. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It is New Year. This episode is coming out the first episode of the year. It is. And what would you rather do to celebrate the New Year than be here recording with you guys? I want to be with you. Dream come true. Yeah, I agree. And so thanks for having me once again. Glad you could make it, Joe. (laughs) Well, I wanted to mention our email address. It's breakisready at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from listeners, so send those comments in. That's great. Speaking of listeners, uh, I'm curious if you guys got anything fun for Christmas. Chris? You know, I got got a massager. Okay. It's awesome. It's like a hand (laughs) massager. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Olga. Helga. (laughs) No, it's this great little hand massager, and I swear on the highest setting, it feels like you're drilling a hole through your shoulder. <laughs> but man, does it feel good. At a certain point, though, your your eyes are rattling and your teeth are clanking together, but man, it does the job. Now, I know you've got something. Well, you I have it something. I actually bought So two of our listeners gave me this gift. It just happens to be my parents. I was a little nervous, actually, okay? A little nervous as to what this was. I thought, is it the keys to a new car? Is it... Uh, you wish. Uh, you know, is it going to attack me when I open it? Is it a new... Whatever. Right. So I opened it. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it is this right here. Canned octopus. I love it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. I did not know what that was when I opened it. I was like trying to figure out what it was. It was canned. And I was like, what is... Oh, canned octopus. Oh, <laughs> great. So that was kind of fun. I haven't opened it. Uh, it'll be a nice little podcast souvenir for us, and maybe we can... I love it. That Try is, that treat a little later. We have to put that on the wall somewhere. That oh, just we, has, totally we have to have do. a wall of fun things that our listeners send in. That's going to go on the yeah, wall. I wanted to share that. That was pretty fun. Thank you, Mama so. and Papa Crumper. <laughs> you can always always count on Mom and Dad to come up with the best Christmas gift. Right, right. Beautiful. So, I love it. We love to get things from listeners. All right, so I also have a word of the day. Best part of my day okay. right here, Joe. Lay it on us. Today's word, it is an adjective or adjective. Mm-hmm. However you would like to pronounce that. The word is nobby. N-O-B-B-Y. Like knobby. Like knobby tires. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's got little, little, uh, that's with a K. Dealies on it. This is no okay. K. This is a K-less knobby. Any guesses? Yeah, I'd say it's somebody that's not knobby. real, not real bright. Knobby. Like some kind of a, kind of slow in school. You are incorrect. It sure. is, typically describes people or things that are cleverly stylish. The word is sometimes disapproving in modern use. So example, the restaurant was a bit too knobby for my taste, Ooh. but I did have some good food. I think there's references to uh, style and maybe over style in your guys' topics, which I have no idea what they're going to be. So maybe not. You have no idea what they're going to be. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes you have a little bit of an idea, but you have no idea. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't even read your email. So <laughs> there you go. Know what today's words or what today's uh, topics are, or what? Thanks for your honesty, Joe. And you're going to like this one that we're starting off the year with because it's National Science Fiction Day. Ooh, you know, your I like favorite, that. right? I do like science fiction. I'm a bit of a sci-fi nerd. I All like right. sci-fi movies, just in general. Anything with space or lasers. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with lasers, yeah. Lasers, space. <laughs> so your yeah. favorite sci-fi would be what? F- favorite oh, sci-fi movie? I have to go original and say Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Good. No, Star Wars changed sci- sci-fi. You know, I think back in the 50s and 60s, sci-fi used to be a little hokey. Yeah. 
right? Just robots that weren't really scary, robots that don't look like robots today at all, right? And it just was something like almost too caricature-like. Right. But Star Wars came along and made it real and just made it feel like this is something that could happen or is happening right now. Yeah, and the first one came out when I was a baby, you know, so I don't remember watching the first three in the in the movie theater, sadly. Um, but I'm sure that if you, your guys' age would have been a very cool experience. Oh yeah. That was old news. we that old Joe. <laughs> no, that was the thing. That was the thing. Star Wars was, that was it. Yeah. So Joe, you are a science fiction guy. I'm going to yeah. really test you here. Ooh, okay. We're going like to, we're going to get exciting. a little off the grid oh. here on mainstream sci-fi movies. Okay. This could okay? be tough. It's going to be tough. Right. So I've got four questions in 1938. <laughs> That's before my time. A radio broadcast by Orson Welles oh, yeah. caused a nationwide panic as listeners from around the country believed mysterious creatures and terrifying war machines were taking over the planet. What was the name of the radio broadcast? War of the Worlds. You're a genius, Joe. 1938. Okay, Joe, in this 1977 classic starring Richard Dreyfus. Oh, wow. Scientists used a keyboard synthesizer to produce a five-note sequence to communicate with aliens. What movie did that happen? Five-note sequence. I kind of want to say Space Odyssey 2001, but I don't think that's right. Not Space Odyssey 2001. Okay. Is it? Oh, I know. It is. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Do you remember the sequence that they play to communicate? I do not. Do you remember that? I never watched the movie. Okay, so here we go. Part two. At which national monument did this communication occur? I believe it was in Washington, D.C. You might go a little further west. A national It's a national, a natural national monument. Oh. You can visit there today. But it's not a monument. Not a monument. So you threw me off there. Okay. Tall Wyoming. I'm gonna say Yellowstone. You're close. You're kind of close. Same states. In Wyoming, it's Devil's Tower, giant. I think it's granite. You ever seen it? Rock. I have seen it. I've climbed wow. up it. What? Not all the way. Climbed up to it, which wow. is pretty pretty cool. All right, Joe. Next question. What <clears throat> Washington D.C. building? Now we're in D.C. Got it. Was targeted and destroyed in the 1996 film Independence White Day. White House. The White House. You knew that, Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who played the president in Independence Day? If I get his name. Uh, well, that's the key. <laughs> that's the key. If you can get his name, you do know it, Joe. You're right. Something Pullman. It is something Pullman. Do you know what's Scott? I know his face. I don't know yeah. the name. Pullman, don't. Man, Joe, you're good. Man. You're so good. Gary, Brian? Bill. Bill. Oh, this is close. When in doubt, it's Bill. Bill Pullman. <laughs> Who played a great president, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. Kind of he, rallied yeah. the troops and yeah. just led the led the charge. Had the greatest speech ever in a movie. He did? I think so, in the movie there. Apparently. I mean, we won, yeah, right? We did. We beat the aliens. Yeah, he was pretty amazing. All right, who was, uh, last, last set of questions here, Joe, who was the leading lady in the 1977 movie Alien? Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Her character's name was? Ridley. Ellen Ridley. That's wow. exactly right. Joe, you're good. And the alien's blood in Alien was made of what? Right? If you acid. shot the alien, it was acid. Yeah. Joe, you know classic sci-fi. You are so, the real deal. We also have World Hypnotism Day. Mm. You ever been hypnotized, Chris? I've never been hypnotized. No? Joe, have you ever been no. hypnotized? No. I'm not a I'm not a believer necessarily. No? 
Are you a hypnotist? I don't necessarily believer? know that I'm. I would probably be in your camp as far as being skeptical about it. But my wife recently went to a convention. At the convention, they had a hypnotist, and they were taking people from the crowd, and they took her friend up on stage, and he worked his magic with really? this group of people. And some things he told you will remember this, and they did. Other things he said you won't remember this, and they didn't. But I said, okay, tell me a little bit here. Like, what are some of the things that he did? He took a stack of napkins and he said, this is a stack of $100 bills and I'm going to throw it in the air and I want you to be rich. So whatever you bills you can grab from the air, you can keep. They're yours. So you ready? And they're like, yeah. And he takes the stack of napkins and he throws it up in the air. And as they're floating and coming down through the air, they're just grabbing them like crazy, thinking there are $100 bills. And it was the craziest thing. And they don't remember it. My wife took video of it and showed her. And she's like, I have no recollection of that. I think it's maybe possible. I've heard you have to be willing to be hypnotized. Like if I don't want to be, no matter what you put sure. in front of me, you know, if it's one of those little twirly wheels or the, the, isn't it the watch or something that they hang in front of you? If you want to be hypnotized and you want to go into that like state of, what is it? Semi-unconsciousness. I think you could get there. Yeah. But I think I, if you're just resistant to it. Sure. Chris is going to hypnotize you now, Joe. I'd be willing Go for it. We have to figure out how to do that. I don't know how we do that, but we got to find a way. I don't know. I was just going to have this him look at my eyes. This does sound dangerous, though. Well, hypnotism, a lot of times, you know, you hear people say, okay, you're getting sleepy, right? Well, actually, it's Festival of Sleep Day. Ooh, I like sleep. But it's not for hypnotism. Oh. It's actually because of the holidays. Everybody's tired. Mm. And so they're suggesting that we take some downtime, get caught up on sleep from all the travel, family, festivities, get a good night's sleep. I agree. We definitely need that. I need that right now. Man, I run at a deficit all the time. I never get enough sleep. I think that's, yeah, it's not healthy long-term. That's because you get up too early. I, man, I do get up early. That's that's true. That's part of the problem. What time too. do you get up? Four? Four oh, 50 in the morning. That is crazy. I get that's a lot time, done. That's about what time I'm going to bed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> From playing video games and watching <laughs> sci-fi movies. You know what? I get a lot done, though. I get a lot done. But I'll tell you, by about 4.50 in the afternoon, I'm done. Uh, that is true. I shouldn't operate any heavy equipment or yeah. do anything seriously. Yeah, I'm there. Time. Don't worry. I'm I'm there pulling your weight until about seven. You are. I know you are, Joe. You carry me everywhere I go. <laughs> well, then he goes and coaches basketball. I mean, that's right in the middle of coaching basketball. That is true. I'm yeah. always tired. Dude, <laughs> always tired. I, I applaud this day. I think we need to promote this day more. Are you guys familiar with chronotype? No. Chronotype is your sleep schedule, the type of like how you function with sleep and energy and getting things done. I haven't really studied it much, but I am familiar with it. And certain people are morning people. Some people are evening people. I just didn't know if you knew your chronotype. Let me read the four chronotypes okay. real quick. Sure. Right. And then you can tell me where you think you fall. Okay. Like so there's the bear. Bear usually goes to bed at 11 p.m. and gets up at 7 a.m. And they really are able to focus on getting things done between 10 and two in the afternoon, all right? There's the wolf. It's you? Okay. I think so. You all are. Right. All right, there's the wolf, and they go to bed at midnight, get up at 7.30, and their focus time is typically 5 p.m. at night to midnight. Ooh. Okay, so that's kind of the wolf. We have the lion. The lion goes to bed around 10 p.m., gets up at 6 a.m., and their focus time is usually 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. so, or 12 noon, right? Okay. So they're like morning people. Those are people who just like get up and get a lot done. So 6 a.m., you're up at 4.50. You might be a I'm lion. I'm close to a lion. You might be. And then we have the dolphin. 
Dolphin goes to bed at 11.30, gets up at 6.30. Their focus time is usually 3 in the afternoon to 9 at night. Really? Yeah. And so they're, and yeah, that's their focus time. So there's a lot of different things you can get into each of the types. But there is definitely each person has a type where they find that they're just most productive during the day. Some employers are cool about working with people around what they are. Most are not because they just, you know, the workday is eight to five. Yeah, we don't want to hear about sure. it, you know, but really if they wanted the best work from people, they would work around their chronotype to get the very best out of them. Yeah. I think so, my best work time is 10 to two, but 10 to two is 10 to you, two was yeah. the prime work time. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about right. I've heard a lot of creative people really don't do their best work until the sun goes down at night, right? They're, they're at their best, maybe between eight and two in the morning, oh, right? Not, they really do their best creative kind of work. That's definitely not me. And I'm definitely not a morning person. I tell people at work, don't come talk to me before 8.30. So you are middle of the day, get me get me up, get me going, get me some coffee, yeah. get yep. me that gotta hot get cup going. of joe. Got to get my bearings, yep. got to get a little more awake, okay. you know, and then uh, no, matter how, how, no matter how early I get up, I still feel the same at 8 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, perfect day is getting up at 8, getting a workout in, taking it easy, well, getting to work, checking rudimentary stuff till noon, get your lunch and then crank some work in the afternoon, eat dinner and then get at it in the evening. I like evenings. You're an evening guy. Really? I do. But if I start a project at nine, I can go to two in the morning. No problem. And you're doing rudimentary stuff in the morning. Yeah. I just, my brain isn't working for whatever reason. It just doesn't work real well in the morning. Coming and bothering me when I'm trying to do my best work. Yeah. Coming and bothering you. (laughs) Uh That's right. You know, then I'll come see Joe at noon to bother him <laughs> when his best prime time. So neither Perfect. of us so, are productive. That's right. Man, <laughs> you are getting at it in the evening. That's right. You guys were passing out and I'm like, just getting going. But honestly, we are very productive people just for clarity's sake. For, yes, in case are. our bosses are listening. <laughs> yeah. We get much done. <laughs> we also have World Introvert Day. Ooh, the speaking my language. I know. I mm. thought you would appreciate that. 40% of the population is would identify as introverted. Hmm. Now, we have to understand introverted doesn't mean they don't like people. Right. Introverted people, they like people. I like people. You do. You're very. You're, you're a social person. I'm very social with people I know and like. Right. If I don't know you or you know, if I'm with new people, I'm not outgoing. Is that, is that what an introvert is? I think it's where they get the most of their energy. Is yeah. when they're by themselves. So oh, for sure. Joe recharges when he's by himself. Extroverts get energy when they're with people. I think people probably want to say they're extroverted because they think they're better if they're extroverted. But, you know, I look at it as like, where do you get the most energy? I enjoy being extroverted. But when I'm with people, it tires me out too. You know, I don't always feel more energized. I'm probably a mix of intro and extra. extra. All I know is you guys exhaust me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like being with people and I think I'm, I enjoy that. But it is tiring for me too. I don't know if I get my energy from that because it's pretty draining for me. So I'm I'm more than happy to leave people also. So I, I almost wonder if I'm an introvert because I get mm. my energy from, I just would rather be doing my own thing. So I don't know. Depends on your definition, I guess. As I get older, I find I'm a little bit more intro. You know, I just enjoy working on projects I like to work on. Yeah. So, But you'll never be more intro than me. You're right about that. You are pretty <laughs> intro. Well, we just finished the holidays. It is also National Take Down the Christmas Tree Day. Oh. And since, Joe, you don't put up a Christmas tree, you didn't have to take down a Christmas tree. That is the advantage of not putting a tree up. Now, I do love Christmas. I love Christmas trees. But the work part of it doesn't sound too exciting. But I did take down my Christmas decorations on the outside of the house today. 
you know, and today's not quite the time you're supposed to. The Ooh. actual National Take Down Christmas Tree Day is January 6th. That's late. Which would be at the 12th day of Christmas. Oh, sure. I didn't realize the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day mm-hmm. and they go afterwards. I have heard that before. You have? Yeah. Awesome. And typically we would leave our tree up through New Year's. I, today was, I was free and so I did it. Yeah, I, I'd like to leave, if, when we had the fake tree, I would like to leave it up a long yeah. time because I just enjoy the lights and you, it seems like a short season it for does. all that work. But we have a real tree and so it was dropping needles like crazy. So that was my first experience about taking a real tree outside what do you, so this is your first real tree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, we've been doing real trees for a lot of years and I just take ours and I, I kind of live in a swampy area behind our house. I've thrown each tree in the same area over the last 20 years. You can go out there and it's like a Christmas tree graveyard. Oh boy. There's trees in different state of decay oh and boy. you can look at one of these <laughs> and you can just see like the main, you know, the main trunk and that's it. Christmas tree graveyard at Chris's house. You know, the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, there's a lot of birds mentioned in that song. Remember the partridge, the doves, oh, yeah. French hens, yep. calling birds. They actually think the five golden rings might be re- referencing pheasant, five pheasant hmm. in the golden ring around their neck, six geese a laying, seven swans a swimming. So there's a lot of birds, which point. leads right into its National Bird Day. Oh. National Bird Day is actually about the humane treatment of birds and, sure. and raising them to kill and eat. So it's not about all birds. It's really about just protecting or it's about bringing awareness to how we treat animals yeah, for I'm, for I like that. for eating. So yeah, I that's like what that. National Bird Day. It's a good little uh, good little ditty yeah, right we, there. We should care about how we raise our animals that we eat, right? I agree. Humane ways before we eat them. I do have something with 12 days of Christmas. Okay. Have you ever seen this where somebody, and I'm not sure who it is, the person who will say, if you were to buy all the gifts represented from the 12 days of Christmas, this is how much it would cost. Okay. Do you have any idea, Scott, how much in 2023 it would cost to buy all of the items mentioned in the 12 days of Christmas? Well, I don't know how much you pay for a Lord of Leaping. Or a drummer drumming. Or a piper piping. Well, listen, I'll, I'll give you this, just so you know. If you're going to buy 11 pipers piping, and I'm not sure how long your pipers are going to pipe. Okay. So, right, so I don't know. I don't know that, but according to what I read... It's going to cost $3,200 to get 11 <laughs> pipers to pipe. 12 drummers drumming is going to be about $3,400. Oh, that's not bad. So I'm not sure. I, I, somebody's making some money. These yeah, drummers are sure. making money. Well, hopefully, so, hopefully they're good drummers. I would say for that price, they should be. Yeah. So right there, you've got about $7,000 in the 11 pipers piping, the 12 drummers drumming. So knowing that, what do you think the total would be for all 12 days? $85,000. Whoa. 85000 What do you think, Joe? I'm going to go less than that. I'm going to go uh, 26000 All right. If it was prices right, Joe, you would win. You're Ooh. below, not over, $46,729. Okay. Wow. And I'm not sure. The gold rings probably is a pretty pretty big part of that. Sure. I know a partridge in a pear tree, the going rate for that is $319. Really? So Just I, for a partridge? Just for a in partridge. A pear tree. In a pear tree, right? Yeah. Pear trees are pretty expensive. So. Ugh. I would say the gold rings probably are are taking up a big chunk of that. Hmm. So there you go. You have $43,000 laying around. You can have the 12 days of Christmas. What a way to impress a lady. I think I'd rather buy a new car. I don't know, Joe. That's why I'm single. <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Can you imagine if you did that, Joe? <sighs> you bought the 12 days of Christmas for your significant other? Yeah. That'd be impressive. No okay. <laughs> well, we just finished up some trivia, but it is actually National Trivia Day. So, Ooh, that's a great... 
What a great way to celebrate by doing trivia. Yep, we just celebrated uh, National Trivia Day by doing trivia. How do you like that? I like it. I've got a couple things. Speaking of trivia, you kind of fancy yourself a bird guy. Scott just mentioned it's bird day. I've heard you say, man, I know a lot about birds. I'm a bird guy. <laughs> I don't think I said exactly that, but I've, sure. I've, it's been implied. Okay. Right? And you like to sleep. Yeah. And I like duck. I had duck recently. That was really good. <laughs> right? You like ducks? Yeah. Do you know a lot about ducks? No. Well, okay. But you said you know you're a duck guy. So here, here's what I here's what I want you to do, Joe. I'm going to give you a name, and I want you to tell me if this is a mattress manufacturer or it's a, if it's a type of a duck. Okay, I like it. Should be pretty simple, right? Mattress sure. manufacturer or duck. That is unique. Let's do it. Right? You walked right into that, Joe. You said you like ducks. Okay, merganser. <laughs> Is that a duck or a mattress, Joe? Sounds like something you might get at Ikea. Merganser? Merganser. Merganser. I think that's a type of duck. It's a type of duck, Joe. It is. Absolutely. Good work. What kind of duck is that? It's a merganser. (laughs) Joe, how about a Kingsdown? Oh, Kingsdown. I've definitely have heard of that. But how have I heard of that? (laughs) Was it a mattress or was it? Did you eat it or sleep on it, Joe? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) I think that's a type of duck. That's a mattress, oh, Joe. I knew it. Has down in the name. Yeah, King's Down. Yeah, that's All a right. good one. Good trick. Corsicana. Or is it Corsicana? Which one is it? That matters. Does it? No, not really. Corsicana. I think that's a type of duck. That's another mattress, Joe. Oh, man. They sound like ducks, don't they? Yeah, they do. How about this? E-S. So those are two initials. Okay. E-S cluffed. I feel like that's got to be a duck because it's a duck. It's a mattress. <laughs> You've got him. Chris, you've got, he doesn't know his ducks in his mattress. He doesn't know ducks in mattresses. First time, he struggled. Man. All right, okay, Joe, here we go. I'm ready. The Saxony. I'm afraid to say, but I think that's a mattress. Joe, it's a duck. <laughs> Saxony's a duck. Are you sure? I think I've seen that before. Apparently it was a duck. It's a duck. All right. All right. Here we go. Purple. That, I know. It is a mattress. I have a purple mattress. You have a purple mattress? Yes. It's I a do mattress. I do hi- you really? Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. If, they're, if Purple ever wants to sponsor us, I will be willing to do that. What makes a purple mattress so great? Well, first of all, it's purple. Okay, cool. Uh, but it's the, uh, the what's inside of the mattress that makes it firm but soft at the same time. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think Scott also has a purple mattress. You got a purple yeah, mattress. Yeah, then you can put the cup, like I could put this cup on it right here, and then I could go over here and bounce up and down, and it won't move. That's what the technology in the mattress is, right? But it's not memory foam. It's better than memory right, foam. Right, absolutely. It's, it's purple. It's more natural feeling. Yeah, I don't like memory foam. I agree. We've got a purple blanket oh. in our, uh, <laughs> our podcast. Here. We do. But we have one. Honestly, real quick, purple pillow is the best pillow ever. Is it really? Yeah. Even better than my pillow. Absolutely. Mike Lindell? My pillow is close second, but okay. purple is the way to go. Very good. All right, Joe, you're back on track. All right, here we go. Avocado green. That is definitely a mattress. That is a mattress, Joe. Yeah. I will admit, I saw a couple of mattress review videos when I was looking for mattresses. So, so you knew I've avocado green yeah. was a mattress. All right. Yeah. Oh, you're good. How about Swedish blue? I feel like that's a duck. That's a duck. Very good. Can I get back on track here? Very good. Yeah, you're coming in strong here. Helix Midnight. I think that's a mattress. Yes, Joe. Come on. We're <laughs> Listen, back. You we're researched back. mattresses? I did. Wow, Joe. During COVID. That's outstanding. <laughs> Uh, Harlequin. I think that's a duck. That's a duck. Yeah, you're good. How about a Layla hybrid? It's got the hybrid in it, so I think it's going to be a mattress. That's a mattress. He's unreal, Scott, isn't he? he? Is. My purple really mattress is. is a hybrid. 
Awesome. Okay, last one. Gadwall. Ooh, Gadwall. I think that's going to be a duck. That's a duck. Man, did you come back wow. strong? I was, that was a great comeback. Come on. You were down for the count and you just knocked those out of the park. There is nothing you don't know. Joe's incredible. I would say ducks are pretty knobby. They're stylish. A knobby restaurant would have duck on the menu. That Ooh, would be true. I like that. Overly right. stylish. But yeah, duck is good. It's very tender. How do you eat your duck? It was roasted, of course, and sliced. It was like eating sliced turkey a little bit, but it was duck. It was little, dark. A little more tender, but very tasty. Tastes like chicken? No, it didn't taste like chicken. Cricket? <laughs> it was definitely better than cricket. Better than chicken, I would say. Really? Yeah. Gamey at all or not Not so much? Not too much. Not as much as I, th- I thought it would be. Okay. I'm going to close this out, not with a quote this time, but with a tweet, actually. A tweet? Or is it not, what do you call them front X now? What are they mm, called? I think they're just called X's. X's? <laughs> or... With a post? Are they called... We'll call it tweet. Tweet. Yeah, with a tweet. This was a tweet <laughs> by this person. A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. So here's the first clue. While an American citizen, his heritage is from Ukraine, but he will forever be an honorary citizen of Springfield, Oregon which is home of the Simpsons. He's an American, heritage is from Ukraine, but he will always be an honorary citizen of Springfield, Oregon. Abe Lincoln. No. Abe he was Lincoln. born in Springfield, Illinois, oh, right? No. That's different. <laughs> nope, not Abe Lincoln. Somebody who is somebody who likes to garden? Well, let me give you the second clue. All right, thanks. Since that's a tough one. It he is. Would, do you know who it is? I, no, I want to guess, but I just don't know how to guess. Oh, he knows. He's going to pull out this person, <laughs> something. <laughs> this person was a gifted photographer, poet, painter, sculptor, musician, which he actually released several albums, and director. In fact, throughout his long and varied career, he spent a lot of time studying and making work about Vincent Van Gogh. He wrote a solo play called Vincent in 1981 and a TV documentary called In Search of Vincent Van Gogh. This is a good deep dive here. I don't have, man, I don't know. I don't either. Alan Alda. Mike no. Lindell. No. You were closer. <laughs> I'm close with Alan Alda. You're, you're closer. I don't know who that is. You're closer. Mm-hmm. Who's, Who's that? Mash. Mm-hmm. Oh. The TV he, show Mash? Let's right. keep let's keep going because these are good. He was a member of the United States Army Special Services Detachment as a performer for other soldiers. He also drove a taxi in Los Angeles to support his acting career as a young man. His most memorable customer was the then future president, John F. Kennedy. This is what he said about his conversation with JFK. We chatted about careers, politics, and show business. Kennedy said, lots of competition in your business, just like mine. And then he gave me this. There's always room for one more good one. This person said, those are words to live by, and I've tried to do that. Wow, that is super cool. What a cool clue. Why is Chris laughing? Does he know what it is? I have no idea. <laughs> it's going to be somebody who was 20-something years old in 19, mid-50s. Because they were still alive, at least. I mean, they may be still alive now, but at least they were alive in the last five years. So it's somebody that's, 10 a, years. Somebody that's about 80 right now. Could be. It is. Yeah, if they, if they drove Kennedy around, right? They, they have to be. And it's um, a dude. I'm looking at my notes here. Sci-fi. Oh, yeah. How about Harrison Ford? Her- yes, it's Harrison Ford. Oh, come on. Nope. We got you the same took time. that away from me. Harrison <laughs> Ford. Nope. 
It's not no, Harrison it's Ford. Not. No. It has to be Harrison that Ford. It awesome. is not Harrison Ford. I actually was looking at Harrison Ford quotes and he had nothing wow. good that I wanted to use. So I didn't I didn't use Harrison Ford. That is too funny. We but both you, guessed at the same time though. Harrison you're, Ford. You're close. You're close. Now you're you're you're, you're pretty close. But yeah, that's your I okay, I was gonna say another name, but then I said no Harrison Ford at the same time you did. But how about William Shatner? It is not William Shatner. Okay. He's like he's here's crazy another, old. Here's another clue. Here's another clue. Harrison Ford. Good job, I think after Joe. I give you this clue, good job. I think after this clue, that Harrison Ford was. I was trying to find something I couldn't with Harrison. Mm. He created a comic book series called Primordial Origins, centered on mankind's first contact with alien life, going back as far as ancient times. Wow, that is interesting. We're so that, close with Harrison Ford. You are. Let me give you the next one because yeah. that one, that one's tough. You want to give me a quote? You want to take a stab at it, Joe? Go for it. He's gonna pull out it's some Star be, Trek. It's got to be sci-fi related. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think it's Patrick Stewart. It is not Patrick Stewart. Okay. Told you, Star Trek. He was going to pull out a Star Trek. He's got to find a way to work it in. Okay. He, he, Leonard Nimoy. You, you get, it is Leonard Nimoy. Leonard you Nimoy. Are, come on. It is Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> what he, was direct, clue? He, he directed two Star Trek films, Star oh. Trek 3 and Star Trek 4. Would you have known that? That would have gave me a very big clue. Yeah, my last clue for was uh, Live Long and Prosper. That was my last clue for you. But his actual oh, yeah. tweet was, A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had but not preserved, except in memory. And then he finished LLAP, which is was his way of long saying yeah, Live Long and Prosper. That great, was his last tweet before he great died. Great Spock quote right there. That is a great, yeah. that sounds more Spockish yeah. than Leonard Nimoy. Although, heard. you know, the few interviews I heard from him, he was a pretty insightful, intelligent man, right? So I think he was, he was very much like the character that he became known for. Absolutely. When is the last time I actually guessed one of these? Mm, You've got a few. You have. It's been, but it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm getting tired of it because I feel like I'm coming in defeated right now, and I know Joe's gonna he's gonna clean up. He's a force. Were you he's gonna a say, force. Were you gonna say Leonard Nimoy? I wasn't. I was gonna oh, okay. go more Star Wars. Okay, but then I I drew a blank. Leonard yeah. Nimoy. He's currently deceased. He is. He, is. Yeah. he died in 2015. Sadly. And you were correct. He was a very smart, very insightful, a great human, actually. And the world is a lesser place without him. But sure. he made his mark. So my friends, I say to you, live long and prosper. And thank you for being with us. And remember, be curious. Be bold. Be yourself. And we'll be back in a week. The last the book, book I, you read was seven or eight years ago. The book I read from page one to page end uh, was was that. And I, I might I, I've read some other things here and there, but like mostly through, you know, cereal boxes, <laughs> X, you know, Twitter or whatever, those kinds of things. A lot of times with hypnotism, they promote it to help you lose weight, quit smoking. You know, Joe quit gambling on sports. <laughs> Maybe that would help you. I but, should. You know, that could that could solve some problems that for you. Would help. You'd be richer. You just pay the hypnotist and <laughs> spending money there. You know any more about a merganser? I knew it was a duck. I haven't. I don't. I couldn't t- pick it out from a wow a sheet, but I knew it was a duck. You from couldn't pick sheep? it out from a sheet. A sheet. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. I couldn't pick it out from a picture. Sheeps and duck do look different. <laughs> <laughs>